Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Evening, everybody. Coming up is another one of our subscribers. Weekly previews. You'll know the drill with this by now. This is segments from a show we did earlier today with Paddy Boylan from The Athletic and Warren Doyle. We spoke about all things Everton for just under an hour. If you want to listen to this in full, the link is in the description. You can join us on patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Uh, here is a segment about the protests that have been planned for the game after Southampton at the weekend and the growing pressure that has been on the club's hierarchy in the last few days. And a reminder, if you want to listen to this in full, the link is in the description wherever you listen to this podcast. Hope you enjoy it and hopefully we'll see you over on the Blue Room Extra too. The time's come, hasn't it? The time has come. I, I consider myself personally a bit of a moderate. I, I've had issues before with certain things Everton have done at the top end of the club and but I, d- I never really tended to get too much involved in that because generally what I saw on the pitch was okay and I think that's been the general thing and maybe I'm part of the problem who knows but I've, I've always generally thought that we do things generally good at Everton um, but I think the time has come now where people like myself who are quite moderate have just seen this succession of failure over the last few years, and I used the word mobilise earlier on, people are starting to mobilise now because we've had enough. We've simply had enough. And I don't think it's necessarily that you can blame everything on what happens on the football pitch. There's certain things that have gone wrong that we've seen. Decisions have been made, and we've been quite a wild football club in these last last few years with the different managerial sackings, and it just doesn't feel like there's been stability and I've seen a few tweets, you know, doing the rounds in the past about how, you know, we missed the days when we had you know, the Jags and uh, Yobo and people like that and Arteta and Kale when we had a very settled side. But there was there was times then when people were complaining because we couldn't push that, break that glass ceiling and we all wanted that billionaire and finally we got him and it turned out not very well to work for us. And yeah, I just, you know, I alluded to earlier the fact that what we are good at is, is coming together and, I think my plea would be now that we, we really do need to have unity as a fan base because I think it's shown last year what the force of positivity it could be. And one thing that we can do is affect things that go on the pitch. 
And I think that if we do that and we manage to do that on Saturday, come Saturday, I think that will have a massive help for the team. But I think the time has come now, Matt, that we need to get on the boards back. We need to find out what's going wrong. And they can come back at us and say, well, we finally delivered the stadium. Well, what good's a brand new stadium if we're playing in the Championship? And the decisions, I'm, I'm, I thought Paddy very eloquently described, described it there brilliantly. We're paying now for mistakes that have happened in the last five, six, seven years. And they are culpable and they are the reason for that. And if, you know, it's the old cliche, isn't it? If we made the same mistakes in our own jobs, we'd get called upon and we'd be scrutinised for it. And why shouldn't they? And I think the time has finally come where it feels certainly now like the majority are scrutinising it and are turning around and saying, this is not good enough what's happening. We should not be... No one's got the right to to demand where we should and shouldn't be in the league. It's down to what goes on on the pitch. I think the difference with Everton at the moment, though, is it's it's not solely down to managerial, uh, you know, frailties or managerial issues. It's, it's down to what's going on upstairs. And this it's become the time now where yeah, we we've got to challenge it. We simply have to. And it just feels like a suave and a, sw- a suave, a swear, is that even the word? A swell, let's people. go with swell. A swell, there we go. A swell <laughs> of people are now joining into this and it, it seems like it seems like everyone's getting involved and I think it needs to happen. I think it simply needs to happen because it's worrying where Everton could be. Without the fans, we've seen that last season, without the fans, it's worrying where Everton could be. So thank God that we've got the backing that we have and, and hopefully that turns into a positive, especially on Saturday. Yeah, um, have you have you felt that, Paddy? That that swell from people? Yeah, I, I I don't think I've seen anything as together and as coherent, probably even as cohesive as this in terms of a fan campaign. In my time covering Everton, or in my time supporting Everton, as you said before, in the past there have been kind of disparate groups that have gone off and done their own things, and potentially even competing factions when it comes to kind of voicing objections. But I think you look at the that letter and the amount of people who signed it, the amount of different groups that signed it. I'm from different parts of the fan base as well, let's be honest. Um, and I think this is the strongest and most united front the fans have had. Well, as I said, certainly in my time covering Everton, our job journalistically is, is, of course, to report on that, to tap into those issues, to discuss why fans feel the way they do, but what's gone wrong at the club. Um, and we try our best to do that. Um, I, I think from my point of view, the things that we're discussing now have been spoken about for a long time. The, the stuff over dysfunction, the stuff over muddled decision-making, non-footballing people making footballing decisions, whether it comes to transfers or the manager. These are things we were writing in 2019, 2018, even earlier when it comes to kind of the Koeman and Walsh regime. Um, So I keep going back to the point about this being the place you get to after a long period of time of making those mistakes. And I do see some evidence at least of an attempt to correct course from some people at Everton. Kevin Thelwell, for example, it's quite clear he's changed an awful lot within the academy already. Um, He's looked at the structures of the club. 
and he's made appointments and he's created new roles. And I think some of that could well pay off in the long term. But that's a long term view. Make no mistake about it. That's with the academy. You might not see those changes bear fruit for 10, 20, 30 years, potentially, because it might affect the kind of the under six or under seven. Might you recruit from Bolton in the next couple of weeks? And then in, in 10 years time, they could go on to be an England international. There's kind of a long-term view and a corrective course there, but in this period right here, right now, there's far less wiggle room to move. You can't go out and splash the cash. Even if you choose to bullet Lampard, you don't have amazing options out there in the market unless you try and poach somebody. You're not going to have loads of spending power there either. So um, it, it's going to take a while to resolve. The, 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 the hope now is going to be that they, they stay up, they find a way and that they do that. And then from there, lessons are learned again. They can build again in another window and then they can move on from there. Um, but it's it's a wing and prayer stuff, isn't it, at times with Everton? And I think that's the thing that's got to change. That, that's the thing that, pe- people have to pay the price, don't they? People have to pay the price. And I think often we've looked at the wrong people particularly when it comes to certain managers. I, for example, I don't think Marco Silva is a bad manager. And I think time is showing that Marco Silva is not a bad manager. Carlo Ancelotti is certainly not a bad manager. Ronald Koeman is a bad manager, so we'll leave him to one side. Sam Allardyce, let's not speak about him. But Everton have had some decent pieces in place on a footballing level, even Marcel Brands. I'm still of the view that Marcel Brands is a competent director of football. Um, I go back to the pieces we wrote in 2018, 2019, 2020. Whether, whether those guys were allowed to do the job or not, and not the root cause of, of what we're seeing now. Yeah, it just feels like we're, this is the medicine, isn't it? This is the medicine we've got to take for for all those those years of of things going wrong. And it's not Calpol either, is it? You know, Calpol is like a lovely, a lovely taste in medicine. It's it's like I can't Corvonia. even. Corvonia. <laughs> Corvonia. That's what it is. Everton and Corvonia. Corvonia toffees. <laughs> but I, I I think like for me and the reason why one of the reasons why I think this is sort of Go back in such a United fashion is that I think I mean people kind of got off the hook a little bit last season, didn't they? Latent because of the way in which it all ended and the relief. Because I, re- I remember this this when Benitez was on the brink of getting sacked and we were having these conversations. And I don't want to put words in in your mouths, lads, but I remember by and large we were saying Benitez is absolutely crap, but he's not the worst thing going on at this football club at the moment. There are bigger issues than Everton than Rafael Benitez. And here we are now, a year down the line, saying exactly the same thing, probably about Frank Lampard. You know, is is he the is he a really good manager? No, is he the right manager for Everton? Probably not, if we're being honest. But is he the biggest issue at this football club? Absolutely not. And we sort of left all that and left that that anger we had towards the people at the top of the football club at the the turnstiles at Goodison because it got to the point where it's like, well, we need to to lift this team ourselves. Otherwise, you know. We're going to have an absolute disaster come the end of the campaign. And then when it all worked and we had that amazing night and everyone celebrated and, and went, went berserk, that was a pure relief. It all kind of just fizzled out, didn't it? You know, we, we kind of, I think fans sort of forgot about the reasons why we were in that situation and things that we were saying this time last year. And even like at that Arsenal game at the end of the season, where I, I imagine now, say if we stayed up now with a game to go, I imagine now because of what's happened since that last game will be people protesting and there'll be anger mm. and there'll be, you know, a real direction and, and fume towards the people at the top of the football club because we've been in that situation again. But it was almost like because of the, 
you know, it was like we were all maybe well, well speak for myself, we probably all were drunk, weren't we, in the final few weeks of, of, of that campaign, just on just just trying to get through it and just glad it was over. And well, we obviously got do you to remember, start. Matt, your you you and Moe's at the Leicester game. I mean, that was one of the best best post-match blue room podcasts I've ever listened to because it was just pure elation. And yeah, I'll still I'll still never forget the, the the comment when you said in just just after the final whistle, you said Leeds have lost. Have Leeds lost? And Mo's just replied, going, I don't care. And that just <laughs> summed it all up because you were so happy at what you'd just seen and the away end that day. But like you quite rightly said, that has masked what has been going on behind the scenes at Everton. And I think you're quite right. I think if if we repeat this season where we stay up with the games to go, for instance, and it gets to that last game, I think there would be more protest rather than celebration. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.